Yeah. <laughs> you can't record. <laughs> Sorry. All right. That was a, the weirdest countdown we've ever I, done. Yeah, we're keeping it to a tight 50. We're off to a bad start because I'm 40 minutes late to our recording. Sesh. <laughs> can't find my phone. Don't know who I am. Et cetera, et cetera. But welcome to the cast. Uh, hello and welcome. We're the Spooky Succubus cast. I'm Rebecca. I'm Abby. Who are you? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Gassy. Uh, I wrote, There's a lot I wrote an unhinged to-do list today. Like, I don't have time. But we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. Uh, Abby is incoming. Arizona incoming. And, like, less. I'll, you'll be here, I think, I'll, face-to-face in less than a day. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. Um, but the... <laughs> derailment started because Rebecca asked for my flight confirmation and uh, I don't know where the fuck my phone is. No one can find their phone. I tried calling it. We had a, we were going to have a like four way communication. That's the dodgy part. Like I should have heard it, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. What we are here to talk about today is the movie (laughs) Pitch Black directed by David Twohey. 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 Yeah, also directed The Fugitive and G.I. Jane. Quite a resume. I mean, really, like, some stars in there. So the thing, so we're talking about Pitch Black. Did I say that? You did say that. The thing about this movie is I think I might like the idea of this movie more than I like the movie itself. Because, theoretically... Oh, wait, he didn't direct it. Sorry, my bad. He wrote for it. For what? Sorry, my bad. Which one? For G.I. Jane and the Fugitive. Oh, he, what are his directorial credits? I don't like to be li- the, lied to. Um, man. Arri- well, Pitch Black, number one. The Arrival. But the one from 1996. The whole Riddick the franchise. All the Riddicks. Um, and, you know, like a smattering of other things. Did you know there's a short no. film from 2000 called Pitch Black Slam City? I'm afraid. Oh my god! I really every time he called prison the slam, the slam I was like, ugh! It was like a full body cringe. It was really uh, Riddick. Vin Diesel yeah. as Riddick is the most cringy character of all time. He's so cringe. We were just talking about this off air, but I don't understand like how people saw the character, saw Vin Diesel's portrayal, and was like, you know what, this character needs a full franchise because it's he's so boring to watch. Like it was, he was not the like most interesting character at all. In my memory, like, this movie is so good. Uh, in actuality, yeah, it took me like <laughs> again a full week to get through it. I just kept pausing and being like, I want a yogurt. Yeah, I saw it when it came out-ish. Like, I was between 8 and 10. And I also was like, this is great. I love this movie. Have not seen it since then. Um, And I was like, I was like, I'm so bored. This is so boring. I, like, could see its potential, but... Yeah, I may be retiring um, this one from my, from circulation after this. But uh, who's reading the plot today? Today it's my. Turn. I know because I checked the spreadsheet. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, you have the whole Chronicles of Riddick on DVD. Uh, did like, you see my post on Instagram? The irony of this situation 
is uh, <laughs> that I do have the entire trilogy on DVD. The PS4 model that we have is not the kind that reads DVDs, so I had to rent it. I couldn't watch my DVD, tragically. Um, and then, you know how Prime gives you, like, 48 hours to finish? I started it and then never finished it, and, like, four days passed, so I was far outside my uh, 48-hour window, so I had to rent it a second time to finish it. So, all in all, I paid about $8 to watch this movie, which I do, in fact, have on DVD. Uh, so that's where we're at. So, <laughs> I mean, that three DVD collection was, what, like 15 bucks. So, total, you're, like, you're hitting, you're pushing 25 I so. have paid a lot of hey. money to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and over my, over my life. Yeah. So, that's the last dollar I'm sinking into the Riddick franchise. I hereby swear it. There is, like, a futurism of movies made in, like, 19... The late 90s, early 2000s that is just, like, so strange. strange. It's, yeah. like, futuristic, but it's still the 90s. It's just, like, that's where we're at right I now. I like, like the aesthetic of this movie a lot. and Cargo pants. I like... At first... Uh, well, Riddick is pretty problematic, but every other character isn't so bad. Like, there is a lot of... Mm. There's multiculturalism. <laughs> I, don't, I disagree. <laughs> there's, you know, existence outside the gender binary. I mean, there's a little Islamophobia and, like, maybe racism. some racism. <laughs> and misogyny. And, okay, yeah. yeah, all of that's there. But I guess for 2000, at least, a black person lived till the end of the movie, right? Listen, Keith David... Uh, lives to the end of every, every movie, movie he's in. AKA Childs from The Thing. Childs. Childs. Childers. 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 Um, he's doing like, he was like way too good for this movie. He was, had like the best portrayal. Somehow, and they gave him like four lines. Everyone in this movie is too good for this movie, but also not. It's a complicated thing. But also not. Thing. Uh, I guess let's get into it because I yeah, we're think in, we're I in fundamentally disagree here. with you. <laughs> we are okay. Whew. All right, we open on a spaceship gliding through open air. Voice over Riddick uh, and forty or so other passengers are being transported while in cryo sleep. He says something offensive about uh, quote in air voice some hoodoo holy man. So it's we're so this is two minutes. Yeah, on. and he smelled Guys. a woman, which is so like that just doesn't rub me the right way at all. I would say. Gross. Um, the ship jostles and Riddick says one of the others, Mr. Johns, is going to take him back to prison. Small uh, meteors pierce the hull and the captain is killed. Docking pilot Carolyn Fry and First Officer Greg Owens wake and leave their chambers. The two try to get the ship back up, but they are already entering the atmosphere of an unknown planet. They can't get anyone. Seems like they should have a contingency for small pieces of meteor hitting the ship. It wasn't even, like, that. It was, like, ten meteors took down a whole ass ship. Yeah, did you see the aerial shot of the ship? It's, like, a very big dick. It's, yeah, there's a lot of phallic imagery in this movie, for sure. Yes, indeed. And vaginal imagery. There's a lot of cave holes. And, And I mean, honestly, Um, a lot more talk of menstrual blood than I remembered, but uh, that's fine. Would, like, (laughs) would prefer, yeah. Um... They can't communicate with anyone, and Fry starts purging parts of the ship. 
uh, and wants to purge the passenger hull, but Owens demands she not. She ignores him, but the handle jams. They hurtle into the surface. Once the dust settles and uh, Riddick has escaped and Johns goes looking for him. There's a lot of like things happening with no context. Like I really didn't understand who any of these people really were until I looked at the Wikipedia page. I'm like, who the fuck is this fucking guy? Like, and you can't see anyone. There's a lot of jump cuts. It's a little confusing. Um, yeah. I mean, as people they, start to die, it gets simpler, you know? Yeah. Um, so John's and Riddick scuffle. John's gets the upper hand and ties him to a pole that is broken at the top. What an idiot. Uh, Owens has a huge piece of shrapnel um, stuck in his chest. He's alive for a little while, but he's he dies. That's what made me the laugh passengers- so much later in the movie when uh, Fry is so angry that John's didn't give him morphine. I was like, I mean... Not a great use of morphine. I, I, he I, had like a huge pole sticking out of his chest. I tend to agree. Like he was, he was done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> um, the passengers go exploring the extremely bright planet and the oxygen levels seem low. Antiques dealer Paris tries to hoard all the alcohol he brought with him. Um, but when Riddick escapes the the pole that he was tied to, he divvies up the weapons that he brought with him because they're all afraid of Riddick. Paris, the most um, unlikable character in this movie. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of them are pretty unlikable. Uh, I guess the fake. He is the most effeminate. That's true. Um, Our Scooby Gang it consists of Fry, our you know captain, our second in command, who's now captain. Paris, uh, the antique stealer, Johns, who's the bounty hunter, and then a couple, uh, Zeke and Shaza, a runaway teenager, Jack, uh, the, quote, holy man, Imam, and his three sons, question They mark? call them acolytes and, in the Wikipedia page, so. They also call them, them in the movie, he calls them his sons. So I'm confused about their well, relationship. Well, I think he but just uh, said my son in, like, a religious way. like. And then Riddick refers to them as sons also. So well, I don't, I don't I'm know not sure they're... either. Jesus is involved somehow, right? Or, um, excuse me, No, Allah. they're they're Muslim, yeah. So uh, Suleiman, Hassan, and Ali, and uh, they all discover that the planet has three suns, and so there will be no night. Three suns, just like the Imam. Paris, Zeke, Shaza, and Jack stay behind, and the rest set out to look for water and Riddick. They discover a massive graveyard full of um, bones. Like elephants, of, Like strange maybe? creatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they explore, and Riddick is hiding just behind Fry and Johns while Fry confesses to almost killing all the passengers. Uh, he, Riddick's motivations are literally never clear in this movie. Like, I'm not. Why are, don't make any Why sense. are you even here, man? Yeah. Uh, Riddick cuts off a piece of her hair and sniffs it. Very strange. strange. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, it's like I feel like there's supposed to be sexual tension between Riddick and Carolyn, but I'm just sort of like. It's hard to watch you two. It's not fun. It's hard to watch. It's really cringy. Um, Farther along, they come upon an an abandoned encampment uh, that looks like they were doing some, like, geological research. So it would seem. Zeke acts. Yeah. Zeke accidentally kills another survivor from the crash, thinking it was Riddick, who is actually just 
sipping on some hooch in Paris's chair up on a perch. Um, that is the weirdest the, shot when it just like zooms in and he's like, hey. <laughs> yeah, just like chilling. Uh, Zeke is attacked by something unknown in a hole Hole he was di- digging in the ground an for idea. the body. Don't, don't go in a hole. Uh, don't dig a hole where you don't know what's going on. Uh, Fry goes, oh no, that's, nope. Uh, everyone thinks it was Riddick and they ca- who has killed Zeke. Uh, they catch him and trap him again. Fry goes to talk to Riddick alone and he shows her his eyes that allow him to see in the dark. Um, Jack was sneaking <laughs> around and jumps into the conversation. Oh uh, Riddick tells... I'm sorry that 20 men felt cool to do a surgical shine job on your eyeballs. He calls it a shine job, which again... Is like sexual but weird. It's weird. It's all weird. I got a shine uh, yeah. job so he got in this the slam. <laughs> in the slam, he got a shine job um, so that he could see in the dark. I don't know. It's all. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a it's lot. Like, he tells it's Fry, supposed to be innuendo, but it just sounds wrong and like weird. Like he doesn't know how to talk or something. You know. Yeah, and they give him, like, he doesn't have a... This is the first time he talks to anyone else the entire movie, and then he just starts, like, spitting out random anyway. It's very it's strange. so weird, um, yeah. And he's, like, doing a sort of Batman voice for some of the movie, where he's, like, an overly gruff voice, and then other times he's just, like, talking like Vin Diesel. So I'm confused. Um, so he tells Fry that he didn't kill Zeke, and he's in the hole, but they have to go looking deeper. Fry goes in to investigate while the others hold her by a rope outside. She finds more tunnels, but is unknowingly being hunted by creatures who lurk in the dark. She finds Zeke's foot, uh, dismembered foot, and finally sees these, like, reptilian sort of, like, hammerhead I actually love the creatures. I think they're really funny. They kind of look like alien, like... They look like the alien, plus hammerhead shark, plus, like, uh... Lizard? Lizard, griffin, I don't know, some kind of like, I actually, I like Yeah, because they fly. They're not the worst designed creature I've ever seen in a horror movie. No, yeah, they're not, they're you not terrible. Displeased. They're not like predators, terribly racist. Anyway. Yeah, um, uh, do people, like, is there a discourse around predator having locks? Like, are they, we talking about it? Be. Somebody has to be talking about it, right? Someday in five years when we do Predator, we'll talk about it. Oh my God. <laughs> but I don't know. I think know. we may be dead by then, but I love your enthusiasm. Hey. So to escape, she goes out through a new hole, an upwards hole, um, but is being dragged back down by the others who are just trying to help. Uh, she calls, stuck in the tunnel now, she calls for help and they all pull her out from the side. Johns agrees to let Riddick free if he helps them survive. Our crew arm themselves and head for the encampment so that they can get, um, because at the encampment there's another ship, but they need the fuel from their ship, so they have to. This, by the way, it's a whole plan. Completely unclear. I had to like read along in the Wikipedia to understand even like what the plan was. I did not understand it. It was confusing. Um, Yeah, not well done, David. Uh, and they're also using, like, these random made-up slang terms, but not all the time. So that's why it's, like, you don't understand that they need the fuel cartridges. I, I forget what they were calling them. I probably Oh, my God. I totally wrote yeah. it down. I, I got this. I am going to save the day. 
uh, and tell you that they're called. We definitely have time for this. Um, <laughs> like totally got this. Totally. Got I it. can read. If you think I can't read, <laughs> you're wrong. I know you can read your own notes. Um, you, I'm gonna keep power going. cells. <laughs> power cells. Oh my god! How could I forget? I told that? You. Okay, so they need the <laughs> they need the power cells from their broken ship that they landed on to get the ship at this geological encampment to work. So they have to go back and forth between the As two, and they're like do. far apart, yeah. and there's a, like a a canyon between them, this spooky canyon. The canyon came out uh, of nowhere. The canyon wasn't a problem till it was suddenly a problem. I was like, oh, right. okay. Yeah, towards like the very end, I was like, oh yeah, they're totally talking about the canyon. That has Everybody been knows well about established it, right? that it, it exists. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. Uh, so the kids uh, get the water working and Fry tries to get the ship working. They discuss why the people of the encampment just left all their stuff and Riddick supposes they were killed by whatever gods. Uh, like obviously, um, right. Obviously, guys. Duh. Don't can't you all see in the dark? Um Ali has wandered wandered off alone and comes upon baby versions of the creatures. When exposed to the sunlight, they freak out and attack. They're him. so cute. Fry finds they're pretty cute. Uh, Fry finds dated coring samples from 22 years ago. This They're like, month. you know what, you know what coring is. Like, there's a coring room. There's yeah, this is samples. a geological. Yeah. <laughs> um, she uses a solar system model, the last people built, to correctly predict that there is that there's about to be a total solar eclipse. So convenient that it's right there. Um, that night. Yeah, there's like an old fashioned clicker that you click when you're like counting people going to the club. It's like. Click, 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 Good thing they they wrote in this language that she speaks, otherwise she'd never know, know what the fuck those corn exactly. samples were. Uh, so, despite his promise, Johns wants to kill Riddick before they leave the planet. Riddick has caught on that Johns told Fry he killed a pilot in order to escape prison the first time. He then reveals that Johns isn't a cop but a bounty hunter, and Riddick is worth more alive than dead, so he wouldn't kill him. Fry discovers Johns shooting drugs into into his eyeballs just as the eclipse begins. Just like another, this was like a totally like, just pointless. Just to confirm, morphine exists. Like people take morphine. I don't think there's a precedent for sticking it into your eyeball. Like. They could have made it, like, a crazier drug. I mean, I guess it goes, like, it gets into your system faster if you go through your eyeball. But I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I feel like you can just stick it in a vein. And I understand that it's, like, a futuristic thing. But that's, like, a weird, like, thing to establish. Like, in the future, we inject drugs into our eyeballs. <laughs> into our <laughs> eyeballs. Uh, people do that now. But I think... It's just like drug user equals bad person equals like this. They're like further othering him by like making it eyeballs. I don't know. Or like, yeah, trying to make it more it's futuristic. Like more fu- either know. more futuristic or more like grotesque. Yeah. Grotesque. Yeah. Uh, so Fry discovers. Nope. The gang gets into the sand cat and get whatever they need to power the ship and need to move quickly since the vehicle is solar powered. Of course. They don't uh, make it in time and are plunged into darkness as they hear the creatures stir. The creatures swirl out of their, like, mountainous holy things as everyone tries to make it to safety to the safety of the crash site inside the ship. 
Shaza is attacked and carried off by the creatures. Bye, Shaza. Bye. Uh, you were too brown to exist much longer. I liked your big hair. Uh, yeah, she had great hair. What, what shampoo was she using? I, don't know. I think it was called uh, no shampoo. <laughs> Cryogenic sleep. <laughs> uh, cry, cryo sleep shampoo. Hassan and Riddick encounter two creatures, and Hassan gets scared and doesn't listen to Riddick's advice to stay still and quiet, and he is swooped up and away. John shoots at the creatures and hits one. The gang looks closer to investigate, and they notice the flashlight burns its flesh. They take inventory of their light, and Fry wants to stick to the plan of getting the cells back to the skiff, the new ship, I guess, and get off the planet. Uh, Imam thinks the darkness will last a long time, but Johns wants to wait it out and pushes back against Fry's authority. The gang heads back to the encampment and starts loading shit up, including all the lights they can carry. On the way back, the creatures attack Paris, um, attack, and Paris freaks out and scurries away, causing the power to cut out of their, like, makeshift glow stick rig up. I mean... Yeah, they've got these long glow stick like ropey things and they're all attached to him and as he scurries away it cuts out. Um, he blows on his torch and he's surrounded with his alcohol breath and he's surrounded by the creatures and eaten. The rest of the crew lights torches and notice that they're crossing, recrossing their own paths and Riddick admits, admits that he's circled back to buy them time because it's a death trap where they're headed into the canyon. The canyon. I mean, you guys know the canyon, right? The canyon. They're headed right for the canyon, guys. Um, He outs Jack as a girl and says that she's menstruating and the creatures can smell her blood. Why do you know that, Riddick? You're so weird. It's so weird and gross. Yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Like, his backstory You have a shine job on your eyeball so you can smell menstrual blood? Like, I'm not. It doesn't track. Um, Fry wants to get back to the ship and abandon the plan, but again, Johns gives her shit and tells everyone she was going to kill them in the initial crash. Uh, he pushes her down and says they are going to head on. I love that he tried to play that card and everyone was like, yeah, we have bigger problems. Like, we don't care. Quiet. <laughs> We're surrounded by creatures who hunt in the dark and only one of us can see with his shine job eyeballs. Like, that he got, he got a focus. slam. Uh, Johns and Riddick's and Riddick go slightly ahead and together they formulate a plan to kill one of the crew and use them as bait. Johns wants to use Jack, but Riddick wants Johns. They fight in a green hued battle while the others flee. Uh, Riddick of course gets the upper hand just as the light goes out and Johns is killed by a creature. The crew runs, um, makes it to the ship with uh, with Riddick dragging all four cells as creatures surround them in the canyon. We're back in the canyon. Here it is. This is the canyon scene. Uh, it starts raining blue goop above them, and they see the creatures have started killing each other. They have blue goop uh, Suli- blood. That is canon in the can. Blue blood. Canon in the canyon, baby. Uh, Suleiman is attacked, uh, but... A mom saves him and Riddick surges ahead. Jack calls out to him uh, and is also caught in a creature attack. Riddick and Fry go to, back to, to help Jack and Riddick has found that the creatures have a blind spot because they're like sideways hammerhead sharks. So like their eyeballs are on the side um, and he stabs a creature to death. Uh, Suleiman is having trouble rock- walking and uh, just as they start on their journey again, it starts to rain and their torches go out. 
Uh, Suleiman is ripped away by one of the creatures, and um, Jack, Imam, and Fry go into a cabin, like cave inlet, and Riddick uh, goes ahead towards the encampment. Riddick gets the ship up and running while the others load. They find these little light bugs in the oh cave, uh, and they put them in bottles. I was like, I was like this is nobody that's needs not a this. Thing. Yeah. Um, Riddick closes the door to the ship and uh, sits in the pilot seat as if he's about to take off. Fry uh, goes out alone and finds Riddick there. Um, he opens the door to get her inside uh, and she calls him a coward. She has a crisis on whether to go back for Jack and Mom or go with Riddick. It's so boring. Um, but she has a change of heart and fights with Riddick and says she would die for them. They both go back as the four ahead for the ship. Oh, they both go back and they get Imam and Jack and now all four head back to the ship, but they encounter a group of the creatures. They make a run for it. Jack, Imam, and Fry get back, but Riddick encounters a creature. He uses the blind spot to trick it, but another arrives. Fry goes back for him and he's injured. This is where I'm, like, really confused. There's, like, so they're looking at each other. It's raining. We're supposed to find, like, the sexual tension, right? And then she's pierced by something or he stabs her. No, she's pierced by one of the pinchers from a critter that flies in and pierces her. Uh, So she's trying to help him back to the ship. But, like, in my estimation, when you're helping someone, like, walk that is injured, you face the same direction and walk in the same direction. But in this case, they're sort of just, like, dry humping each other. Um, Yeah, they're face to face, crotch to crotch. Crotch to crotch. And then, yeah, he, she's trying to help him, but he's, like, just like a sack of potatoes. Like, and then uh, yeah. she's run through by one of the pinchers on one of the creatures. Because you don't see it. You don't see it. You don't. You just see her. Like, oh, oh, and she's bleeding. And then it takes her and flies <laughs> away. Uh, and then he says, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> God. Because when she goes back for him, she's like, I agreed to die for them, but not for you. Not for me. Uh. It's so bad. It's really, um, Riddick really gets hard back to, watch. to the ship. I won't lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets back to the ship. The, the three survivors start to leave, but then he stops suddenly. Uh, the ship is surrounded by the creatures, and then he starts it up again just to like maul as many of them as he can on their way out. Uh, they make it off planet, and Riddick tells them that if they encounter anyone, that he died. And that's it. That yeah. Uh, no satisfying conclusion. In my estimation, um, like, uh, where do we start? Do you want to start with the the racism? Oh, God. I don't, it's like, so we have Keith David, who's a black man. Great Um, actor. Very, like, great actor. Used to very little advantage in this, like, very stupid movie. (laughs) Um, So he was in, I mean, like, Maybe the greatest sci-fi horror movie of all time, The Thing, right? 20 years before this, he's been in hundreds of movies. Like, they... And they use him basically not at all. They give him, like, four lines. I don't understand the motivation behind, like, making him, like, this caricature of, um, of like, Muslim faith. I don't get it at all. Uh, I don't get the three, like, 
one article described like the three children that were with him as cannon fodder. Uh, and I agree. They, you barely know their names. You hear them maybe once before they die. Um, and they're dressed in, they have turbans and like long garments. Um, they're like, he's praying constantly. I don't know a lot about Muslim faith, but he's holding what looks like a rosary, which is Catholic. I'm so confused. Yeah. Fully confused. confused. Uh, I don't understand what it does for the plot besides, like, I feel like there was this sort of attempt to make it seem like a multicultural, like, melting pot American future, but it happened in 2000, which is, like, like, you know, Islamophobia, uh, racism, all of these things are full force at this time, you know, in history. So it's just, like, a really weird like stab at kind of building equity into a movie but coming through a super white supremacist lens so like Zeke and Shaza they barely have identities we know that they're like mercenaries or something um and they're a couple they're sort of a couple they're like partnership or a couple when Zeke dies Shaza's just like unaffected pretty much like which could be your Mm -hmm. her fight or flight activating but like none of these characters are developed um exactly what you said like the acolytes what they call them or whatever total cannon fodder um keith david's an excellent actor but i don't find him very like believable as a religious leader and i don't see like what having a religious leader even really adds to this Jack is a compelling character. Um. I mean, I think, like, I I think maybe they were, because at a certain point, um, Imam and uh, Riddick have a discussion about God, and he asks him if he wants to pray with him. And so it almost seems like they're making a comment about it, but that's really as far as it goes. It doesn't have anything to say about, like, this is, so many years in the future where we know there's like other planets and life on other planets yeah. what does that mean for religion like it just yeah like so... abrahamic religions just stayed the same like they i don't think they have that kind of staying power hopefully like i mean abrahamic religions are only like two thousand years old so i have a hard time believing like right. in the distant future there would still be like such fervent community around like you know, Allah, God, whatever. So, yeah, it's kind of not believable. Like, can we invent a new religion? Like, something? It's, I don't know. That's why I say, like, I like the idea of this movie. Because the conceit is simple but cool. Like, there's, you know, all of these different people in a very distant future scenario, like, surviving on the, like, during this eclipse. You know, it's not a super original premise, but it's, good enough like if you just like there were so many scenes of idle chit chat where they could have been fleshing out the characters a little bit more to make it like right. sort of a more compelling character study like why and who where is the... jack from like jack's like right. rejection of the gender binary like shaves their head without any hesitation like not like afraid to present in a way that is like outside of the binary but where are their parents where are they going what are their motivations like and then as soon as jack is sort of outed as being biologically female 
Rada Mitchell's character starts calling her sweetheart and like, oh, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, man, come on. We were going somewhere with this, you know? (laughs) And it doesn't seem like it seems it's sort of um, like Arya Stark-esque where like they're not making a commentary on like that sort of like rejection of gender roles, but rather like women are not protected. Like young women are not protected if they are just a woman by themselves, but like boys and young men are protected as just a young man by themselves so then then a woman assumes a male identity for protection not because they are sort of exploring that gender is meaningless and pointless but like as of like a shield yeah instead and she doesn't and and like fry doesn't like I don't, yeah, she, like, immediately is, like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, she's a girl. I have, like, so I'm mother gonna start referring instinct, to her as she yeah. is a sweetheart. She, uh, she is my daughter, I'm her mother. Yeah. yeah it's weird. It's really weird. And, like, especially because, okay, Fry is in, like, a predominantly, historically predominantly male occupation. But when there's this sort of, like, they experience duress and Jack is revealed as being female, they just, like, they make this, like, mother-daughter dynamic click into place where, like, doesn't make any sense, you know? Fry is selfish. Fry doesn't really need to be redeemed for this to be an interesting movie. Yeah, like, I would have liked it better if she and Riddick just took off by themselves, honestly. But obviously I don't. Uh, I don't want Keith David to die ever. I would never want Keith David to die. He's the best at surviving films. I also think, like, Jack doesn't say anything about how they identify and doesn't give any pushback to anybody. They also, like... So there's four teenagers, like, four, like, relatively young people in this group. And every time they're, like, thinking about, like, the danger of where they're going, they only ever consider Jack and whether or not they're safe and not the other three teenagers of color Boys like that ollie are brown, is very yeah. young yeah yes. he's like, yeah, like way younger than jack like 10 11 younger yeah. than jack yeah and they don't ever aren't like these children shouldn't be going to this encampment or like what about the canyons when they're the canyon. at all and they they the canyons they die and no one even really seems to give a shit a mom like screams out when uh, Suleiman dies, but that's, or is like carried off by, the, but that's yeah. really it. Like Hassan basically just like gone, nobody even notices. Mm. And like that death is sort of like Shaza's death is prioritized. So Hassan's is like, like exactly like cannon fodder. Like, oh, we have to like pick this character off. Um, yeah, Shaza's interesting. Shaza and G- Zeke, like brown. Um, industrious, resourceful, like they, you know, Shaza is the one that drives the sand cat, so she's the one that pushes the narrative forward for the uh surviving characters that are primarily white. Um, and Zeke is like he dies almost immediately, you know, to basically in service of placemaking to establish that they're like bad creatures. And I think that when Zeke accidentally murders the passenger that he didn't know he thought was like Riddick or something, whatever, I feel like that's supposed to be like, well, Zeke did some, Zeke did bad. So he go die now, you know? (laughs) Right. It's fine that he's dead first. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, like, there's two like, self-identifying women in this crew. Fry, who's getting constant pushback by the men, um, 
all the men except for her mom really like want to tell they her what to do. They want to like fuck her, kill her, boss her around. I think, yeah, boss her. Around. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she is like in charge. She's second in command, but only because the captain died. She's got short hair and she's wearing a tank top the whole time. She's super sweaty. She's got this weird like sexual tension with Riddick for no reason at all. Like, they have no connection. uh, They have no charisma. No chemistry. She also has something going on with Johns, apparently. Like, I feel like, I don't know, just all of this, like, close talking, like, breathing on each other, just like, you don't know what you need, baby. I know what you fucking need. Like, it's so (laughs) weird, right? Uh, and there are a couple shots in the movie where you like see a, like a decent amount of her cleavage, and which is uh, impressive because she has very small boobs, but they still manage to get hey. that deep V, so we can really see them flapping around in there. You know, they were pushing them together. They were using some chicken cutlets. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Um, but David Toy 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 he he said at one point at like some interview or something that. Uh, he said, you're welcome to the teenage boys watching the movie because of the cleavage. So it was intentional. It was disgusting. Uh, they turn her into a sexual object uh, immediately. Um, the scene with Shaza is like, she's sweaty. She's wearing a tank top. She's got like soup, like beautiful hair. She's a woman of color. It's like all very zigorous. So, yeah. And um... the only mi- Oh, please go ahead. They do sexualize Riddick. Uh, I don't understand it. I don't get it, really. But, like, he's also in a tank top and is sweaty. I've never but. really gotten it with Vin Diesel. Maybe because I've never seen I don't get the it. Fast and Furious franchise. Maybe then I would get it. But, yeah, they... The thing about this movie, and you may push back on this, but I also think they code white characters pretty negatively, too. Like, nobody's really getting, like, a great coding. Like, Johns is admonished for being, like, a very violent capitalist. He's... Like, you know, as soon as they realize he's a bounty hunter and not, like, an upstanding citizen, they're like, oh, that fucking dick. Like, he forces the others into helping him catch Riddick for his own financial gain. Ogilvy is a homophobic character, but it also is, like, a dismissal of these sort of, like, elitist, you know, classist, um, like, perceptions uh, you know, but it is very homophobic, very homophobic, extremely, extremely homophobic. homophobic. And also this movie has a major problem with addiction uh, and criminalizing addiction. Mm-hmm. Like one of Ogilvy's characteristics that makes him sort of less than or, you know, makes you dislike him is a comic relief. Is that he's like, it's comical that he's an alcoholic. Um, John's is, you know, criminalized because. Hi, Caesar. Are you excited to see me? Okay. He can't hear you. He waved, though. Love you. Uh, Johns Um. is criminalized because he's an addict, like he's a junkie. Uh, And then they make a comment about Riddick, who is like, you know, a known quantity, a known criminal, being born in a liquor store trash can. So this is sort of like this intersection of substance abuse uh, and be and poverty being like feeders that put people into like produce a bad reality exactly um i and it's also like their paris as a character the like effeminate 
intelligent antique stealer alcoholic just seems like maybe a critique of the elite, but also like maybe a critique of like traditional education or like intelligence. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It, it just seems very strange. And that any man who isn't Riddick, who isn't this like hot, super muscular, so resourceful and efficient and intel and like has a different kind of intelligence is less than and and a gay gay boy to be laughed at. Yeah, it's very like I think that's Ogilvy's interesting because I mean he doesn't do anything like to hurt anyone else, but they're like you inherently must hate this character because he's queer coded. And, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, confusing queer coding. Like, why are you queer coding Jack, who's, like, 14? <laughs> why are you, like, pushing this very heterosexual, like, heteronormative plotline with, like, John's Riddick and uh, Carolyn while also, like... Fry in this weird yeah, love triangle Yeah, and then also being thing? like, well, if you're queer, that's bad, but also this is bad. Like, I don't know. It's just all <laughs> over the place. Yeah, super Islamophobic, super racist. Like, Riddick is... Homophobic, misogynist, yeah. Riddick is so, like, misogynistic, so racist, like, so, like, hateable. And I feel like you're supposed to be like, well, he's, like, you know hooker with a heart of gold kind of thing like he's it's, yeah he's like an anti-hero who redeems himself in the end but everyone by going sucks back. they all suck they're all shitty and they should have just acted shitty and been made shitty decisions to hurt other people and then i would have liked watching this movie i am glad that jack and imam live because they were the most likable characters i wish that the children that imam brought with him were not literal just like devices to be yeah murdered. and i think it but, is the imam and uh jack kind of do forge like a nice like bond that exists outside of kind of you know the societal buckets they would normally be in which is not bad but also like imam the imam has to be like protector holy man like there's just all of these mm-hmm. very like clear divisions on what these people are and what they're what purposes they're supposed to serve and the only person that gets to sort of like change or grow is carolyn but it is a super boring arc that a bunch of people die to move forward a bunch of people of color die to move forward yeah and she dies, and like she doesn't even get the redemption because she's like. And you know what I said to myself does, when she died? Is... Great. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, because this movie is like heavily derivative. We've kind of already talked about it before. It's basically just like it is kind of basically the thing. of a million. Yeah. Other... It's the thing, and it's alien, right? So Fry, Carolyn Fry, is our. Ripley right but she's so much less interesting and like the people who die in order for like Ripley to move on and defeat the alien isn't as interesting like it just doesn't have the same like I don't know I don't know it it treats life the same way as like expendable yeah in pursuit of like a white woman's story but like Fries is just so much more boring I don't you know like it's so unrealistic that Shaza would be like Guess Zeke is dead. Gotta move on. Gotta get this done. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. your flight or 
fight or flight doesn't work that way. Like grief and like stress and you know emotional duress under like in a terrible situation is so much more nuanced and it's just sort of like big eye roll to this movie. Why <laughs> in the world did I like it so much? Well, I'm like rediscovering I mean, all the things that I loved are trash. I mean, me too. But I think it had, like, some potential, right? Because, like, all movies are just, you know, everything is just a copy of another thing. Like, all movies are just Shakespeare, all Shakespeare are just folktales. It's like, all these things are just borrowed from each other and over and over again. And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. But I think, like, it had potential to just be, like, a fun, cool sci-fi movie. But then it had to add all these stupid, dumbass things and put way too much stock in Vin Diesel, who could not carry this whole movie? I, I don't think just, he like, could carry a supporting role in this movie. How does he have a career? Uh, I don't know. Like, no offense, Vin Diesel. I tried to look up whether he was problematic. He's maybe made women uncomfortable. I didn't no assault charges, but maybe he's just gotten a little creepy on some occasions. He's definitely made occasions, me uncomfortable. And it's like, While researching this movie, I unfortunately found out that his real name is Mark Sinclair, which isn't fun news for anyone. <laughs> His whole persona, too, is just so strange because he, yeah, his name is Mark Sinclair. He, like, dubbed himself Vin Diesel. He's got these, like, popcorn movie muscles, right? And he's, it refers to himself as ethnically ambiguous without really giving any insight to what he means by that. Yeah, I think he, like, is trying to convince us that he is biracial. That's what I'm getting. Like... So he was raised by a white mother and his adoptive father was black. Uh, And he said basically like, I don't know what, like my biological father has connections to many cultures, but I don't know what they are basically. So it's, what does that mean? It's dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. It's dodgy. And I think he is definitely profiting off of, people believing that he is multi-ethnic or a person of color. And, uh, like, I would like some receipts because it doesn't seem correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of mind-boggling that he's carried not one, but two franchises. Like, yeah. he, like Fast and the Furious is, is still making movies. They're, it's a, I... I am not going to go to the Fast and Furious Wikipedia page because I do not have that kind of time tonight. But here's a cute fact. He named his last daughter Pauline in honor of his co-star and friend Paul Walker. R.I.P. Paul. Um... How are we? How are we still talking? Didn't we talk about Paul Walker once before? Yeah, remember because uh, we, we were talking do... about Joyride and we couldn't remember the name, so I googled Paul Walker car movie. Because with... <laughs> I am a stupid, stupid bitch. <laughs> um, we should do Joyride. Uh, I am happy to uh, announce that also coming up we have Avatar two and Avatar three, uh, both featuring. Uh, Vin Diesel. Fast 10 will be coming out in 2023. Fast 10 Part 1, 2023. Sorry, Fast 10 Part 2, um, 2024. So let's really hope that this is going to end soon. Yeah. Uh, God, one can only hope. I Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't know. Um, Should I watch the first Fast movies. and Furious movie? I mean... Have you never, never seen Never in it my life? It's not good. Talk about like a 
like men directing women, men writing women. I can only imagine. Ladies into cars. Everybody's sweaty. It's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. mm -mm. It's hard to imagine I will connect with that since all I do in cars is fart and crossword puzzles. Uh, All right, yeah, I feel I that we need to wrap up so you can go sling drinks for uh, dickheads. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, is there anything else? I don't have anything else. I don't know. I will say um, I had a lot of feelings when I went through this movie. Excitement because I hadn't seen it in years. Uh, confusion about why I ever liked it. And ultimately, bitter disappointment. So... <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, especially don't spend $8 on it. That was a pretty bad mistake on my part. <laughs> uh, every year we'll do one of the the Riddick Saga Chronicles for your birthday. That's actually a I great think I've idea. Only ever seen this yeah, one. we have, I think there's three. So, uh, yeah, I think um, my as far as birthday choices for the podcast, nothing can beat House of Wax, the greatest movie ever made. Uh, and that's all I'll say on the matter. What would you like to fuck this week, Man. my friend? I'd say fuck Islamophobia. For fuck sure. Xenophobia. Yeah. Fuck a future where we're still racist. And Yeah, seriously. Like, kind of. Homophobic, misogynist. Fuck a future with religion, honestly. No, thank you. I said it. Uh, Definitely fuck Keith David in a nice way. He's still got it. He's a real cutie uh, with a booty. And um, I would say fuck getting a shine job in the slam. That is not what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that means to you. (laughs) All right. If you'd like to find us, you can do so on Instagram at spooky succubus underscore cast. And uh, that has a link tree to all our stuff. And yeah, please rate, subscribe, rate, review. I don't, I haven't checked if we have any like reviews. I would, but my phone is at large at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but hopefully, you, we saved you from watching this. Yeah, watch it we summarized it and you know tore it down in a tight fifty. Uh, we are uh, very sophisticated podcasters with much brain power and smarts. So um, you're welcome for being able to enjoy this. We didn't talk about the cinematography, but um, there are a lot of jump it's cuts. It's really it weird. Turns my eyeballs I, hurt. Especially because it's pitch black, uh, uh, per the name of the movie. So there's like jump cuts in the canyon with like, I mean, we don't need to get back into this, but the canyon, confusing. They can't do it. <laughs> I'm so confused. Das Canyon. Uh, and with that, we leave you. The end. Stay ugly, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of forgot that was our sign off, but every time I hear it, you say it, now. I smile. All right. We'll talk to you next week for whatever movie we're talking about. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Who knows? Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.